everybody, this is Townsend. I'm a singer, songwriter, musician, and mental health advocate, and I started the You're Not Alone project and podcast to help educate, spread awareness, and simply help you feel a little less alone, no matter what you're going through. Thank you so much for tuning in to Season 2 of You're Not Alone with Townsend. Be sure to click the follow button and share these stories. You can also watch the interviews on our YouTube under Townsend T Music. You can also keep up with the journey if you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Townsend T Music. Every like, follow, and share helps us continue to change lives. What is up, everybody? Welcome to You're Not Alone with Townsend. Of course, this is your host, Townsend. Today, I'm really excited. I say that every week, but I love learning about new things and being able to spread awareness and just information on topics that we've not discussed before. And today, we're going to be chit-chatting with Maggie Rouse about spina bifida, which I'm so excited about because we've not touched on that in the like 100 interviews we've done. This is one we've not done yet. So thank you so much for hopping on here and chatting with us. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. All right. So of course, I always start with introducing my guest. Who is Maggie Rouse? You're welcome to take the stage. Like, what's your job title? How many kids do you have? What What would you like people to know about you? <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, I am. I have been in network marketing for nine years. Okay. And my son um, that was born with a disabilities, he was born almost six years ago. And so I already had all of the network marketing in place, a business established when I went to my divorce. And so it's really been something I've stuck with and it's helped carry, carry me through all the flexibility that's needed with all the therapies and the, the surgeries and the being a single mom, I there I don't think I could ever go back to a regular nine to five. And so I've been you know, sharing health and wellness supplements for nine years. And that's my job. I have um, three kids. I've got two girls. And then my son, Ridge, is um, the baby of the family. And they are 10, seven and five years old. Love it. Five years old. So, so we're going to be we're going to be chit chatting about Mr. Ridge today, the five year old. Yeah. Yeah, yes. he is a yes. cutie patootie, by the way. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> he seems like he could be a handful sometimes, but I love it. He he is. He's very funny. He has a great sense of humor. And um, if he talks to you before he ever has a chance to get to know you, he's just really like clicking with your spirit. But normally he's very quiet once he meets new people, but he is a little charmer. <laughs> I love it. The other day you posted a video on your social media of him like, catapulting himself into his own wheelchair and like how exciting that was and I'm not gonna lie it kind of made me teary because it's just this little kid five years old and he does something that we would never think twice about you know sitting in your own chair but it was such a big thing for him to be able to pull himself and set himself in his own wheelchair that was awesome it was and I love how you pointed out that is something that we normally wouldn't think about and that is definitely something that I have learned through his life is that I take for granted all the little things, oh. sitting in a chair, walking, getting myself out of bed, being able to bathe myself, all the things that you just take for granted. And um, 
I was so overjoyed in that moment that I just couldn't cry. <laughs> but <laughs> but there are so many moments that, oh gosh, I do cry over happy tears, sad tears, all the things. Oh man, I think that's called adulting. Like you just want to cry yes. more. Like the commercials now that I'm an adult, that ne- I never thought about them when I was younger, but like the Subaru commercials, they end and I'm like, oh my God, that dog. You know what I mean? Like everything just hits you a little bit differently when you understand life a little bit more. So, yeah. so let's go ahead and hop in. So your, your page biography says disability parenting and single mom lifestyle, which you kind of just talked about. You went through your divorce. You've got three kids. You like the flexibleness of your, your career, but why is that important for you to share? So you're pretty open about spina bifida and being a single mom and the struggles that come with it, which I appreciate by the way, but why is that important for you to share to everybody? I think that you know, we're all going through our different life situations and we're all going through our hard and our mind plays tricks on us and we feel isolated. We feel silenced. And I want to be a voice for women, for moms. I'm also that person that I'm direct. I try to be tactful, but I want to say the thing that no one else is going to say. Like, I know you're all thinking it, so I'm just going to go ahead and say it. And so giving a voice to that and just, you know, speaking up for the experiences of different minorities, um, you know, being a single mom is is common in America these days, but um, there's challenges with that. And then, of course, there's the whole part of disability and the things we come across in society and the stigmatisms and the discriminations that um, happen to people with disabilities. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's great. I think what you're doing is so important, especially on social media. People are just scrolling, scrolling, like filling themselves with all this negativity. But then they come across a page like yours or the You're Not Alone project and they're like, oh, oh, gosh, I'm not alone. Or, oh, my gosh, that's such great advice. So I love that. I appreciate that you do that and that you're open. A lot of people kind of want to hush hush any problems or difficulties they have because they want it to be like a highlight reel on social media. That stuff makes me sick. <laughs> I can't do, I mean, I'm going to share a good moment because as a disability mom, there's as many highs as there are lows and just feeling the intensity of that. But I I share the happy moments, the sad moments, um, the trauma humor. It's it's all in there. Absolutely. As I think we should. Absolutely. I think we should, it should be a conversation that we should have more. Nobody has a perfect life. All right. Exactly. So let, let's dive in, talk about five-year-old Ridge, that sweet little guy. Let's define what spina bifida is. So for people listening, can you explain kind of what spina bifida even is for them? I want to personally thank you for taking the time to listen to these conversations. It truly means so much. We've changed so many lives for the better, and we want to continue doing so throughout 2023. This project is made possible by sponsors and patrons. So if you'd like to help keep the You're Not Alone project going and hearing these amazing stories, we would love for you to join the family at patreon.com slash Music. Just for signing up, you'll get free merch, discounts, and behind-the-scenes patron-only footage, not only of my music, but of each episode. That's right, so each guest on every episode answers a few more questions that only patrons will be able to watch and listen to. So head on over to patreon.com slash Townsend Music and let's continue changing lives. 
So spina bifida is a birth defect. It usually happens before you even know that you're pregnant, um, usually within the first four to six weeks. And uh, there's speculation about how it occurs, but it there really is no explanation. They like to talk about folic acid and yeah. they even get you to chat with a geneticist. Um, you know, when you first discover the the diagnosis with the ultrasound, but no one can really explain why it happens. So, yeah. but it's just basically a neural tube defect where your cells are a pancake and while they're forming into the tube, um, there's a spot that doesn't close all the way on the spine and that's where the spina bifida comes from. And depending on where it's at, how high or low, uh, that can sometimes determine function and level of function. And But it is a snowflake condition. So there's no two cases alike. Even if you have someone that has the same spot in their spine, exactly right where my son's is, their life is not going to be just like his. Yeah. So that's essentially spina bifida. Yeah. So basically their their spinal cord doesn't form correctly. Yes. Which is incredibly important. If you don't know, everything basically comes from your spine. So, okay, very good. Are there, I know you said it's kind of a snowflake diagnosis, but are there different types of spina bifida or just different severities? So there are three different types. Uh, Ridge has the most serious and most um, common kind. It's called myelomeningocele where um, the nerves are exposed. There's no flesh or sac covering the nerves. Um, the second kind is meningocele, where there's usually like a sac or maybe some skin covering. And then the third kind is occulta, spina bifida occulta. Most people don't even know that they have this. Um, there might be like a hairy patch on their back or like a dimple because there's no symptoms. There's no nerve damage. So most people just don't know that they have it. And those are the three different types. Yep. So people that have a hairy spot on their back are like, huh? Yeah. What that was. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. The, those words are one of those things you're like, say it five times fast. Like you can't do it. That's, that's mm-hmm. a cluster of like consonants yep. that make no sense. Okay. Very good. So you talked about how, when they do, you know, the ultrasound, you can see a little bit, were you able to prepare before Ridge came about or was it totally unexpected? So my story about Ridge is is kind of like it, its own little lifetime movie. I was actually already going through a very hard time in my mental health. Um, I, my husband wanted to end our marriage. And then the next day, I actually found out I was pregnant. So while I'm dealing with losing my marriage, I find out I'm pregnant with my son literally the day after. And I was living in Utah at the time. and um, we were church planners out there in Utah and in the ministry and I'm from North Carolina. So after a few months, I moved my pregnant self and my two little girls back to North Carolina. And obviously I was in a dark time. And so I didn't get settled in with a doctor right away. So it was towards the end of my pregnancy, about 28 weeks that I was getting my anatomy scan and they could see that his head was small where um, the, the brain was being pulled down into the top of the spinal cord and they could see his club feet, but they hadn't seen the lesion on his spine yet. So they told me to come back in four weeks and um, came back in four weeks. And that's when they saw the lesion on his spine. So I was 32 weeks pregnant, eight weeks left to go. 
when I found out about this. Yes. Surprise. Yes. Wow. Talk about not that it's a burden, but it's overwhelming, right? You're like, yes. okay, something I i don't know anything about, plus my world's collapsing. Like, I can't imagine yes. the stress that you felt in that moment. Ooh. Yes. It so, was a very dark time in my life. Oh, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. So you mentioned clubbed feet. Is that something that is pretty common with spina bifida or is that just something that Ridge had? It is. Not every kid with spina bifida has clubbed feet, but what happens is the nerves just can't send the, send the proper signals for the feet to grow, for the feet to grow properly. Um, and so they're just tight and and kind of pulled up. And he's had both of them corrected twice, and he's actually about to have the third one corrected again because it's just common sometimes for them to regress just from the nerves and the, the damage they've been under. Yeah. Interesting. So something I've read about spina bifida, like hydrocephalus is something that they see a lot with it, but it sounds like he didn't have that. You're talking about his brain was kind of pulled down into the spine, which is super interesting. Uh, yes, actually he does have it. Okay. So every kid is different and sometimes you can see the severity of it on ultrasounds. But after he was born, his head started to swell and he had a procedure done to prevent, to try and prevent a shunt, but that failed after a few months and he is shunted. He ended up being shunted around a few months old. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, so for people that don't know hydrocephalus, it's basically in layman terms, like fluid makes your head swell. And so you yeah. put a shunt in to kind of slow that down, slow that process. Cause um, that that's pretty well. So this kid's seen more life than any of us have, basically. He's been through a lot of surgeries. Yes. I He wasn't even a year old and he had had, I think, 12 surgeries at, at that point. And that's the last time I counted. Yeah. Yes. You just yes. stopped keeping count at one point. Yes. I, I could go back and count, but I don't really want no. to. We don't have time I for that. You'll be counting. counting. Yeah. I don't have enough fingers and toes. So that's when I stopped. Yeah. So what, it, what does the process look like? Like you talked about all the therapies he goes to. So what does therapy look like or his assistive devices? Like, so maybe compare Ridge's daily life and his assistive devices versus, you know, a typically developing five-year-old that just runs and frolics around. And Yes. Yes. Um, so a normal functioning five-year-old would be, you know, running and playing and, and able to, um, you know, use the bathroom by themselves and have control of their, you know, their bladder and bowel functions. Um, they would be able to um, take their medication orally. He has a G-tube and he used to eat that way. And now he just gets his medications that way. Um, he's, he's very small for his age. And so he's a lot tinier and his sense of balance is very underdeveloped. And so um, different things like that. He uses his wheelchair. Um, he has um, a stander and um, he has used like a gait trainer, which is kind of like a, a walker. He's not quite ready for that yet. He does uh, wear braces like AFOs on his ankles when he is upright. Um, but I mean, he didn't start crawling until he was three. Um, he actually didn't start speaking until he was three, but now he will not shut up. Like yeah. he is, he is, he is very, very intelligent. Um, and a lot of kids, um, like him, 
they absorb more than they put out. And then when they put out, they're like, oh my gosh, like you just said these big, huge words. And um, so he's very much a typical five-year-old. He just does it differently than, you know, he just does it differently than someone else will. Yeah. I love that so much. What a strong kid. So he, how about, so you talked about, you know, he's got a brain shunt. He's had all these surgeries and he's smaller for his age. What about mentally like developmental milestones so like is he in a typical five-year-old class or would they be in a special needs class like how would that work for him he actually did a um like an ec preschool with the public school system before he turned five but he did start kindergarten uh in august which i never saw happening just two years ago when he started there and the psychologist was um, you know, doing his assessment, we were just so far behind. And, uh, but he's in a normal classroom. He attends That's a private awesome. school and um, he has a, um, we have a nurse. We've had a nurse for four and a half years and she's a huge help to me. And she goes to school with him and takes care of his medical needs while he's there. And so he, um, there are some kids with spina bifida that do have mental disabilities at this time. Ridge has not been diagnosed with anything like that. Um, he does tend to have some sensory issues. Noises scare him and hurt his ears and things along those lines. And um, But no, no mental disability diagnosis at this time. So that is a, does he love kindergarten? Oh, yeah. So well, he yeah. wants to stay home and play with his nurse. <laughs> Who doesn't um, though, right? <laughs> yes. He wants to stay home with her and play, but he is doing great. I was just there this morning volunteering and I was talking to his uh, teacher's assistant and he's really growing in his confidence. He actually has a little girl best friend in his class and her name is Maggie and wow. um, they are little buddies. Yes. So he is, um, everybody seems to love him. And so he's really doing well. I'm really, really, truly grateful for where he's at. Yeah. How cool. I hate to tell him, I hate to be the bear bad news, but Ridge, you never want to leave home. Like every morning I wake up, I'm like, I really don't want to do this. I want to stay home and play with my animals and lay on the couch. <laughs> yes. So it's not just him. Unless we're going out to eat. That boy loves to eat out at a restaurant. He begs to go out to eat all the time. That is awesome. Okay, me and Ridge would get along. We sound like we'd be best friends. Food and staying home is right up my alley. I love it. Yeah. That is awesome. Okay, so you were talking about how it kind of caught you off guard. And you've had five mm -hmm. years to kind of figure things out. What do you wish maybe you knew beforehand? I, I bet there's a whole book of things you wish you knew. But what's something that comes to mind? You know, that was probably one of the hardest questions that you probably could have asked me today, because yeah. honestly, I think that there's a lot of things that I didn't need to know ahead of time because it would have really just burdened me for the future. Yeah. And, um, you know, sometimes if we know what's going to happen, it's going to make it worse. Um, but just trusting God and having the faith as we went through our daily lives. And um, I always, I, I believe that he's going to be okay, but it's really being prepared for the suffering that, you know, you watch your child go through um, all the medical trauma. He has a lot of PTSD. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of PTSD 
from watching him go through things, things I've had to do to him um, that I wish I had some kind of like, you can't ever be ready for that. Yeah. But I wish I had had some better mental health tools to deal with, with those things. And, you know, we're still continuing to heal from that and whatever the future may bring. Like I said, I'm sure there's like a textbook of things you maybe wish you would have been prepared for, but actually did an interview with a lady. Her son had Down syndrome and we talked about how um, they didn't do any of the testing. They didn't want any of the genetic testing. And when he was born and they found out, it was like, okay, here we go. And she talked about how she's so happy they didn't research and know too terribly much about it before because he's such a blessing and such like just this ball of joy. And they would have spent so much time stressing about something that didn't need to be stressed about, you know? So I think you answered it perfectly. Absolutely. Yeah. I do wish I, I do wish I would have known about the diagnosis sooner because there is a fetal surgery that can be done when you're under a certain amount of weeks where they operate on you and they operate on the baby and they go ahead and close the, the spinal cord in utero. Um, it doesn't have any guarantees with it, but it, it can possibly help avoid the hydrocephalus mm-hmm. and a shunt in the future, but there's no guarantees. I actually chatted with a mom this week um, that I connect with through Instagram and um, they had the fetal surgery and he was shunted very soon after birth. So it just depends on the severity of things. But, um, you know, he had a shunt infection a few years ago, which was extremely traumatic. He's had several shunt revisions and to have been able to have avoided that would have been a risk I was willing to take. But when you have that surgery, you have to go on bed rest for the rest of your pregnancy um, because there's a there's a chance that, you know, you could because they operate that you could rupture and have premature birth. Um, and I was a single mom at the time too. So I don't know who would have taken care of my girls while I was laid in the bed, Ooh, but no. I, you know, <laughs> I do believe God is in control and, um, you know, we're here we are today. So that's it. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like it worked out just the way it should have worked out. That would, that would have been such God, I can't even imagine the amount of stress had you been bed rest and your two girls running yeah. around. Goodness. So imagine, I can't even fathom doing surgery on a fetus. Like that is bizarre to me that somebody can actually do that. We have people able to do that. That's bizarre. That's amazing. Amazing. Okay. So you talked about mental health and you've referred to that several times how do you get through those tough days? Not only dealing with Ridge and his things going on, but just being a single parent, having these disabilities that you have to care for and constantly think about how do you take care of yourself? Um, that's like such a loaded question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, went through therapy in the beginning days when I was going through my divorce and that was a huge help to me. I need to start it back, honestly, for all of the stuff that I've witnessed with his medical trauma and continuing to have to deal with things. But, um, I mean, first and foremost, I want to thank the Lord, like the, like my faith has been huge in our growth and our survival and in our thriving. And, um, I, also believe in, um, support systems. And I know not everybody has the same resources, you know, we just don't, but our church family, so many people supported us, loved us, helped take care of my girls while we were in the hospital. And, um, that's, 
that's who we relied on were friends and family uh, in our church. And um, when I got the, when we got our nursing services four years ago, that was a huge load off of me because like, it's hard just being a mom in general, but being a single mom, three kids and um, the, the disability stuff, like it's hard to work and focus on providing for your family financially. And then you have all this stuff too. And and this year has actually um, kind of been a step back for us because he had had some changes in some of his physical issues this year. He's had a surgery on his spine right before school started. And that was a serious deal, but um, just some changes in care that it's just another layer, another layer, another medication, another, another plan of care you have to implement. There were times where in the spring of this year, um, I was having some serious issues with with my mental health. I was having short-term memory loss. I couldn't focus when someone was talking to me, all from slipping back into feeling like, oh my gosh, we're going backwards with his health. And um, so I work out every day. <laughs> that sounds, Tell you, I do not know how sounds, you do that. That well, they go to school, they go to school, and I go work out. And then I, you know, I have the flexibility of my job. I come home and I do a little bit of housework, and then I'm working on my phone. And then it's time to pick them up because when they come home, I'm focused on them in the evenings. I don't want to be working on my phone. And so, but honestly, working out just is, I mean, obviously, you have all these physical benefits, but the mental the mental medicine it is to me. Like that's how I stay sane. If I'm not feeling good, I've got to go for a run. I've got to go for a walk. Like I know that I need to go get those endorphins going. And um, so I need to get back into therapy though. Yeah. I wish mine was running. It's more like, I don't feel good. I'm going to eat a tub of ice cream. Like I wish it was more like I should go for (laughs) like exercise. That sounds yeah. terrible to me, but I, it's the best free mental health help. Oh, I believe it. It's just like getting up the motivation to do it. I'm like, eh, I don't want to get it. You know, we talked about earlier, like my, I would love to just sit on the couch and no, I'm like the hardest yeah. worker I've ever met. And so to add in physical exercise, I'm like, no, I'm good. Thank you though. Yeah. Well, I don't know how you do it. That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I bet so. I bet so. That's amazing. So so we kind of talked about earlier, you know, the what Ridge may go through in the future and things like that. He'll probably always need a caregiver, somebody to help take care of him. Is he in pain? I know that some, you know, you, you talked about some people don't even know they have spina bifida. And then depending on the severity, they talk about some people with spina bifida are constantly in pain. Obviously, you have medications and such, but is his one where he's in constant pain? Um, his most recent surgery has led me to believe that he was living with daily pain and just used to it. Mm-hmm. And um, it was very successful. And um, he has been happier and more hyper, more energetic. And I believe that it has relieved some pain. He would express those days, the really, really hard days when it was more than normal by just being super emotional and he would, you know, have pain medicine. Um, but I, yes, he does. It does deal with pain. It's been a lot better since he had a surgery in August on his spine. Yeah. And that's but, another tough thing you don't think about. You take for granted, like a five-year-old, four-year-old, three-year-old, they may not be able to express I'm in pain, like uh-huh. just start crying out of nowhere. Man, goodness, goodness. Yeah. 
Okay. So where, you know, you talked about church and your faith and everything like that, but where did you find the most support or maybe even the most knowledge about spina bifida, maybe connecting with other parents going through the same thing? Yeah, I have connected with a ton of people on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, social media. That's the beautiful thing about that is getting connected, just how, you know, you found me. Um, I I do think that that's a good thing. Um, And I will message different moms. I have one of one of my spina bifida friends. We are on Marco Polo together and we would just go on rants. Things that I think would scare people to hear because we like to hear the fluffy stuff. You know, we like to hear all the, the good the good stuff. We don't want to hear this makes me very angry today that, you know, society is like this or that my son has to deal with this. Like nobody wants to hear that part. And those are those are hard feelings to share and so we will Marco Polo and just be like I hear you girl yeah um, I've been able to meet up with a lot of those individuals and families over the years and meet them in person Wow! yeah how cool social media has such a cool aspect I've met all my guests most of them through, through social media and just connecting that way obviously it's got its downfalls as well but such a cool way and quick way to connect with people that's amazing yep All right, Maggie, I know your kids are coming home soon and you need to go hang out with them. Thank you so, so much for chatting with us, for sharing information. Where can people find you on social media if they wanted to ask more questions or even listen more about Spina Bifida? Sure. They can find me um, on Instagram at raising underscore rouses. Yeah, very good. That's where I found all mine. They are fun. I love seeing your updates. And like I said, just just honesty is so cool. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Maggie, thank you for joining us. It was such a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right, guys, you know how this works. If you want to hear the rest of this interview, go to patreon.com slash Townsend Team Music. Maggie and I are going to keep chatting. You can catch that on there. If not, we will see you next week. If you'd like to hear the rest of this interview, visit patreon.com slash Townsend Team Music. And don't forget, you can also watch the interviews on our YouTube channel at Townsend Team Music YouTube. Okay, guys, if you're in the market to buy or sell, I have the perfect company for you. Clark & Co. Realty is located in the Benton, Bryant, Arkansas area. They're able to serve you no matter where you're located in the state. They've streamlined the process of buying or selling a home to make it so much easier. They have a team of industry experts that make sure you have access from anything you can think of. I'm talking from local home inspectors to painters to gardeners and so much more just to provide you with the best service possible. They're dedicated to providing the most up-to-date market data in the area. And I think the coolest part is if you go on their website, you can use their easy-to-use fast property search. You can even create a custom market report to see what's active, under contract and sold in your neighborhood. Their team is made up of caring, knowledgeable professionals that work around the clock to help you with the process of buying and selling your home. So again, if you're in the market to buy or sell, Clark & Co Realty is definitely the company for you. Tell them Townsend sent you. Let's be honest. I think we could all use somebody to talk to every now and then. Healing Path Counseling in Conway, Arkansas is 100% my go-to when it comes to therapy. Wendy Blackwood has more credentials than letters in the alphabet. She's won awards for her outstanding services and has a whole page of board memberships. Basically, she knows what she's doing. 
She works hard to help equip you with the tools needed to live your best life. She even offers a variety of services including, but not limited to, cognitive behavioral therapy, technology-assisted counseling, relationship counseling, and EMDR. Trust me, I know therapy can be intimidating at first, but let me assure you, Wendy does her best to make you comfortable and find the best solutions and plans for you. Trust me, don't wait to make the call. Give Wendy Blackwood Healing Path Counseling a call today. Get started on the best version of you. If you know me at all, you know I love local, and I love supporting local businesses. One of my favorite ones in Conway is Bell Urban Farm. My buddy Zach and Kim started this project in 2017 with a small plot that they put a garden in in front of their house, and now it's just grown. They have everything you can think of, and did I mention it's all local? They've got honey, they've got flowers, they have farm boxes that are full of beautiful, amazing local produce. So swing by, stop in, I promise you won't regret it. If you're anything like me, there's nothing more frustrating than sitting and waiting in a long line for your prescription or having to go inside your pharmacy because no one's answering the phone to answer your questions. This is why I love Acre Family Pharmacy. They're a family-owned and operated pharmacy located right here in Maumel. They offer things like medication management consulting, they do education classes, they offer lots of different types of vaccines, all while offering you the love and compassion that you deserve. So ditch the long lines, the confusion, and no one answering your phone call. Go to Acre Family Pharmacy and you have to go inside because they have the cutest gift shop ever. I can't 